up, guys? My name is Natalie, and I am the host of Deep Dive Conversations. Um, this first episode is brought to you by a conversation I recorded um, at one of my sleepovers with my bestie, Jackie. We were, like, planning on starting a podcast together, but... Um, our lives both get really busy, so unfortunately, um, it's just kind of separate for now, but maybe in the future, we can combine our podcasts if she ever gets into it, but I know she will definitely be on mine a lot because we just have the greatest conversations when we get high <laughs> together, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and um fair warning this was back in july july 31st so my stance me natalie um on masks has kind of changed so um do not hate me for my words everyone is entitled to their own opinion of course um but we just kind of touched on a lot of controversial things so um that's another warning before you listen so i hope you enjoy it it is really funny <laughs> and um yeah enjoy all right let's take a toe and get ready to chat about life okay <laughs> Some good shit. <laughs> this is like the beginning of our first podcast. It's just <laughs> just the lighter like every the, time, like Lil Wayne's signature. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, folks. Whoever's gonna listen to this probably just probably, me. yeah probably, probably no just one. Us too. Probably just yeah. us and look how cringe are we? Yeah, Anyways. I'll probably listen to this later and like hear my voice and be like, oh god, <laughs> like yeah. You ever get that when like you hear your voice on recording you're just like anyways it's not 420 but take a toke guys because we just took a toke and uh we're gonna talk about life and you're gonna need to take a toke to have this conversation because it's two girls having a conversation two about girls life. one toke <laughs> she's joking <laughs> is that the name of our podcast <laughs> two girls one smoke two girls one smoke all right sound very suggestive all right well first topic oh um, should we say our names we should probably like <coughs> introduce ourselves i'm natalie i'm jackie we, I don't really we probably know. sound very alike um which is gonna be hard to decipher yeah who's who yeah but uh just try to stay along yeah i'm jackie again just <laughs> to reiterate i don't know how these things go never done a podcast before guys so that's okay neither have i this is our first time first there's first time for everything all right so we are having a sleepover and we're just gonna talk about life because we have some pretty interesting chats yeah i think yeah Um, we do so the one topic that we were chatting about before was um like i feel like there's we're gonna just deep dive into it guys like Girls, friends, Jackie, Natalie. (laughs) Just us. I'm Jackie, by the way. Third time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, um, 
I feel like there is a spiritual war for going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, is there really very bad? Like, <laughs> I don't know I'll why, but I can never say you know, that word. You know, you just like, reminded me of you know, like that video of like <laughs> the girl with the monster can, and she's like, "There is a spiritual warfare." Look at it's like this represents six, six, six. It's just like a monster can. All right, all right, all right. Spiritual. <laughs> warfare going on because i oh i'm sorry you touched my ankle oh yeah you don't like people touching my ankle um just because i feel like a lot of people are really aggressive intense and i feel like okay this is gonna trail on pretty wild like i do agree with the mask mandatory mask 1000 percent. if you are against masks you're an idiot you're just being selfish yeah but i do believe that that was brought upon to create division upon us because like look how divided we are as a people like we are we have people that are not doctors that have no credentials yeah and have so much opinions about wearing a mask and it's like anyone can put a bunch of random like high-tech words (laughs) i mean high-tech like intelligent words together put it in a sentence put in a paragraph put in a pretty picture boom share repost now yeah. it has 20,000 views and 20,000 shares and now all the Karens and Dales think that they uh know everything and they're not vaccinating their kids and you know do some it's the non-vaxxers rates. it's the people that yeah. just feel like they have a rebel with a cause they are rebels with cause so but like I just the, the, the thing is though is like this is where like I don't think necessarily, like, you know, how people are like, oh, like, you know, coronavirus was manufactured manufactured to divide us. Like, I don't think the possibility of a pandemic is, like, man-made. Like, we've just naturally have pandemics. Like, we naturally have, like, flus and plagues that, like, have gone through our world, like, pretty frequently. Like, we had one in 1910 during the war, and, like, we've had, mm-hmm. we've had so many, right? But, like, the thing is, is that everything is so commercialized nowadays that like definitely there is a profit to be made on what's going on right now you know and like I think you're right when like you're like people are so quick to like repost and like share things it's it's very true like before I mean in a way it's a good thing because I guess like you do have more like freedom of thought and in the sense of like you know, there's, like, a world of knowledge out there that, like, you could explore, and, like, you know, like, back in the day when it was just, you were getting all your knowledge from the government, we had, like, fucking Nazis and shit, because it was all propaganda, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, in a way, it's good, but you're right, like, it's, it's bad in another way, and I feel like this divide Mm -hmm. is due to, like, politics, and, like, nothing else, because there's, if you think about it, there's nothing political about a fucking sickness there's nothing political about a pandemic like if people are getting sick like people are just getting sick you know what i mean and i think that like but sorry sorry to cut you off if you could just put like a pin in this it's never shut down there are lives the way it has with covid19 yes it has and like like, completely shut down yeah like like, during the spanish influenza like people shut down bit like businesses were shut down like people were advised to stay home like it was the same thing as an influenza that was going around and like economy shut down like there's a depression after 
the plague like like the depression is very contributed to you know Spanish influenza because people businesses had to shut down and like mm-hmm. that's happened before mm. um okay like that's definitely happened before and like this this is where I'm getting to like okay sorry. like I this is a thing like there's nothing commercial or political about a plague but in the current climate of everything the current political climate it's the perfect time to use this as a political gain or yeah. for a corporate gain like if you think about it like fucking Amazon made so much fucking money yeah, off of guilty this. of that I'm guilty and to contribute we all to are that. we're like we're literally just all slave to consumerism as much as I fucking hate consume Morty consume yeah like as much as I fucking I'm fucking am rich. aware of it and I'm like I I fucking hate consumerism. consumerism a pickle Rick is fucking terrible like I am a consumerist like yeah. just straight up I am like I know I am. I am at least I'm aware of it I guess and I try not to be like at least there's an effort to try not to be but like again like we're a victim of our society like societal norms are a huge thing yeah and like this is this is a thing too is like with everything that's going on Mm -hmm. people are just conforming to their own political affiliations i feel like so like if you're right if you're right wing right now like let's look at the states because like i mean we're canadian like Obviously, we have our own problems here in Canada, but, like, right now, like, the states is, like, fucking crazy yeah. with politics. Like, yeah, everyone man. is, like, what is going on in the states, right? Yeah. And, like, which, I mean, like, there's a lot of weird shit going on in, like, every country in the world. And there's always has been, like, throughout history, like, literally throughout history, there's always one fucking country that's just, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I think what's happening is like you're right there is a divide and it's because of this fucking crazy government like right wing and left wing are like I feel like so different but they all have like the same goal to divide us like I literally just feel like politics politics like it has this is the thing like I don't think the virus like people are blaming the virus it's not the fucking virus that is like causing divide it's politics that is like it's not the like coronavirus it's fucking politics it's our politicians that are causing divide because yeah that's true like i'm obviously not fucking like right wing like i don't support donald trump at all like i fucking think he's an idiot i hate him like honestly he's a piece of shit i think he's a nazi actually but <laughs> at the same time like tell him how you really feel. no he like no on it like i think he's actually a fucking nazi like have you ever watched hunters on like amazon prime i really no. recommend it no yeah it's about that was um, like another toke it's about like literal nazis like living in america so pretty much what happened this is fucking true like this is all based on reality and truth um what happened was the u.s government after world war ii when they shut down all like the army camps and army camps fucking nazi camps i meant to say and the concentration camps and took over germany they fucking took nazis with them because historically 
with every reason they do shady shit because they don't want the Russians <laughs> to get to them first. <laughs> so their mentality was like, we have these psychopath doctors that literally did unspeakable horrors to innocent people. Yeah. But they probably have knowledge. Like they probably like found out some <coughs> fucked up shit. And instead of the Russians getting to them first, we're gonna get them to we're gonna get to them first because we need that knowledge. What if Russia has it then they yeah. can use it against us, you know what I mean? And um so what happened was they fucking made new identities, gave homes like prominent jobs to fucking nazis like nazis in america and like in the show like the show's so good it's about um it's about a group of like jewish um americans and well actually they're not all jewish like there's um you know there's like a black panther uh lady that's in the group and like a jewish couple like it's just really like it's just cool like it's a group of vigilantes pretty much yeah. that their one mission is to kill nazis and like it's really fucked up like in the show they go get into how like some of them were like fucking senators and like political political figures freaking ceos of huge companies it goes and stuff. all the way to the top yeah all the way to the top it does and that's we literally have that like there's shout no, out to my favorite murder we don't have like fucking nazi hunters in the streets unless we do i mean props to you if you're a nazi hunter um but like those people stayed in america like there's nazis in america fucking covered up by the american government and i honestly think donald trump's a fucking nazi like i honestly think that there's a white supremacist movement going on right now oh with, yeah 1000 percent. and this is the thing and we're so blinded to it this is the thing though yeah i don't think that like democrats actually care about minorities like i think they're just as fucking white's premise like, i don't think anybody cares about anyone but that's themselves. the that's the thing too right is like when you look at the left you're like oh like progressive like you know like let's support black-owned businesses um because it took a fucking murder multiple murders of multiple people of color for you to say let's support black-owned businesses and let's support black music and stuff like that like don't fucking act progressive like hillary clinton oh my god that fucking rattles me when people like support hillary clinton and they're like i'm a progressive it's like she literally was behind drop drones on them who dropped Jones on him? Yeah, but she who won't take that she had this whole him. thing of like shout out Kanye. She had this whole thing. Oh my God, Kanye West. That's why I'm like pause there. I'm like that's a whole other thing to unpack. It's Kanye West right now. Um, All right, keep going. What's saying? Oh yeah, so Hillary Clinton back in the day, she fucking I don't quote me because I don't know what it was called like. I'm not a political science major or anything like that. I just, like, vaguely remember. I wasn't even alive when this happened. But she did pretty much did this thing where she condones, like, stop and searches and racial profiling. And I really need to look more into it. I Like, I'll, I'll look it up after and see if I can get actual facts. So, like, don't quote me. But pretty much, like, labeled 
minorities as like super predators or something I think was the word like yeah like she they're just they're all fucked they're all racist they're all white supremacist and like I think that both sides are playing into the divide because there's freaking people who like I consider myself pretty liberal yeah but there's some people that are like stupid liberal if that makes sense what do you mean like to the point where everything is like everything is not okay you know what I mean? Where, like, everything is a problem. Like, oh, like, yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, you know what yes, I'm talking yes. about? It's like, oh, you can't, you can't laugh that way because you're offending people who have, like, a laughing tick. Yeah, did you know that they want to change um, every Dundas street, like, name? Like, Dundas itself and mm-hmm. every Dundas street name because, I guess, they rooted it back to some guy that, like, was involved with slavery and they want to change all the names yeah and it's like okay yeah like that was terrible and i'm like i'll never be able to okay this is like a whole other topic but like i'll never be able to understand the pain of those people we'll never be able to understand it but i don't think our ancestors because at the end of the day i believe we're all brothers and sisters you know yeah we're all god's children i don't believe our ancestors would want us to avenge them in that way when there's serious yeah. shit going on that's, that's when the there's thing. literally like there's people dying because yeah. of like there's people fucking dying in Yemen yeah. like starving children yeah. and no nobody's gives, talking about no it fuck because, because it's not profitable de- it's not profitable because they're dehumanized by the government like they're completely not dehumanized yeah. they're completely looked out of by the way like if I do post this podcast I would post like links to donate Cause like, and I'm gonna donate to, um, some like Yemen profitable donations because like, like nobody's talking about that. Like no. just like like the Amazon fires when that happened yeah. and nobody was talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah, it was like it took literally celebrities to start talking about it for it to be a thing. Yeah, and then even like this whole mask situation. Like Jennifer Aniston is the one that's, like. I always see her on my newsfeed. She's always, like, repping masks. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's amazing. Like, I, I do, like... I love that celebrities are on board with the mask thing. And they'll, yeah. like, post, like, masks and, like, matching outfits and stuff. But I do believe that they're being paid for that. And I do believe some celebrities are also paid to say that they have coronavirus. Mm. That's that's a whole other topic. But anyways, back to what was I saying? What was the main topic of what I was saying? I don't know. Why are we talking? Whoa. This sounds like a tangent. This happens a lot. <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm going to add a flag here. Um. So. <laughs> don't. I'm going to grab a drink. <laughs> yeah, let's go make a drink. <laughs> it's like I could just add, imagine I could just add. Um, we have our own bitch. I don't. I feel like we're not very clear on our subjects right now. We're just no, like we're just like going bouncing back and forth, and that's okay because we're high as fuck, and that's that's how high as fuck people talk, and 
if you don't like it, you can stop listening now. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just going to go no, downhill from here. Literally no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but if you do care to listen about our opinions, subscribe. Should, yeah, su- subscribe. Maybe we should, like, go into, like, our backstory and, like, what we want to you know like talk about in our interests give you want to start i mean sure um i'm gonna be in the background painting so sure the mic is yours no pressure just talk it like loud (laughs) um so for the fourth time my name (laughs) is jackie count them one two three four (laughs) um four times me and Natalie have been friends since literally grade nine, I want to say. Was it grade nine that we met? Yeah. Yes, it was grade nine. Oh my god, how old are you? Tell them nine? how we met. We, oh my god, ew, ew, I feel like a couple. Like, oh my god, tell them how we met. <laughs> Why did you say ew? Because, like, that's offensive to me. You know, we are, we are soulmates. I'm triggered. Um, Karen. Anyway, we met because we took the school bus together, and she lived down the street from me, and we were talking, and she was like, oh my god, I love my key. And I was like, <laughs> oh that? shit. Do it again. Do it again. What? What? Do my impression. Oh my god, I love my key. <laughs> I feel like that's what we sounded like. I'm not... I feel like that's pretty accurate representation of us at 14 years old. Oh my god, yeah, we were four, Bro. We were 14 when we met. We were children. When I we was thought- 14, I met my first <laughs> best friend. We were fucking children. We thought we were so grown. Like, we have so many times and growth to reflect on, I feel like. But... Yeah, which is what most of this is going to be like. If you listen, you'll hear most of our secrets and funny stories. Yeah, we have some pretty... We got some fucked up stories, stories yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you got me? Bitch, you got me fucked up. Bitch, you got That's one of them. That's our song. We'll make it into a song one day. We'll record it. Yeah. <laughs> and play it for you guys. Our intro. Uh, me- Someone's going to hear that immediately, like, click off. They're like, fuck <laughs> Like, why did I stumble across? But anyway, she was like, oh, I forgot my key. And I was like, oh, you can come to my house. And then... Like, mind you, she didn't really know me. I didn't really know her. But we just saw each other on the bus and at school and in the hall. And we we would start... Ah! Alright, my phone just fell, and now we're back. Um, yeah, I didn't really know her, she didn't really know me, but I, um, trusted her anyway, she trusted me anyway. Yeah. And I thought it was so nice that she, like, extended me that invite, because I was like, really? Like, you trust me that much? (laughs) Okay. Well, I felt bad, because I was like, I don't want you to, like, be wandering the streets at, like, 14, because I'm pretty sure you're like, I have no idea, and, like... 
my mom or my brother are gonna be home they're working till late and I was like that fucking sucks like if I was locked yeah. out of my house I'd want someone to invite me over yeah then yeah I just showed up with my friend and I was like mom my friend doesn't have her key and she's like okay and then we ate like cookies <laughs> or something and like pretty sure I had dinner with you guys and I just didn't stop having dinner with you guys yeah literally you like lived at my house I feel like I feel I like I did I feel like, like... Well, because my mom would work nights, right? And then Tim would work at Walmart or wherever, Home Depot, and he'd work nights as well. So I would be, like... She would work, like, 3 to midnight. And I school would be done around 3, 30, 4. Yeah. So, like, I'd have to make my own dinner. Like, at 14, I had to make my own dinner. I had to, like, like you know, yeah. do my own shit. And, yeah. like, stay home by myself and not be scared. Yeah. I was such a scaredy cat, though. You were. <laughs> yeah. I was, I That's hated it. So clear. No, but honestly, that townhouse that I lived in, I freaking still have nightmares of that place. Bad vibes, eh? Major bad vibes. Like, I have dream. Like, every nightmare that I have is, like, placed in that dream. And, like, I don't know if anyone's... If anyone who listens can, like, understand why and just let me know. That'd be cool. Well, I feel like it's, like, trauma, too. Like, yeah, I guess. if you were going through, like, bad times in that house, then, yeah. like, if you're having, like, a distressing dream, like, that's where you're gonna go, because that's where you, like, had trauma, right? I never thought of it that way, to be honest. Yeah. That's what I would equate it with, anyway. Could be totally wrong. Who am I? I don't have any fucking, I'm not a psychiatrist, I have no idea. <laughs> but yes, so the whole point of that story <laughs> was to just set the tone of like who we are and pretty much we just talked a lot of shit. And I don't mean like bad. Like literally like I don't know what the fuck we talk about. <laughs> so like <laughs> I feel like we have really great conversations about like everything. So I think this is kind of more for us like who knows if we'll actually post this but yeah that's just what we're doing and like i guess our talks are about just like everything and i feel like we talk a lot about um politics and religion and spirituality like all the taboo stuff that you're not supposed to talk about with your friends yeah we talk about and like we literally and this is the thing too is like we've had such different opinions throughout like our whole friendship like yeah we never like we're very similar but like we've had very differing opinions about a lot of things and like the great thing is is that like we don't let that like stop us from being friends like i feel like the whole problem nowadays is is that like if you don't have the same opinion as somebody, yeah. it's like you can't talk to them. Again, yeah. seeking to divide. Like, if you have a different political opinion than me, like, I might, you know, like, it's okay to feel some way That's about certain I, things, but. Yeah, continue. Like, it's mind. okay to feel like some way about certain things. Like, if someone's, like, fucking racist, mm-hmm. then yeah, like, I don't like you. But if you are just, like, have a different. If you just have, like, a different opinion than somebody and it's not that deep, like, why are we not going to get to know the person? Like, 
maybe like you might not understand why they have that opinion but once you get to know them you kind of understand it and like look at their opinion in a different way that you might have never seen that before because you're open-minded that you know i have my opinion but that doesn't mean i'm right you know what i mean it doesn't mean either of us are right like yeah it's just an opinion you know and i just feel like a lot of people lack that and everyone just wants to be right yeah i like don't know why like what is okay like, do you want a cookie? Yeah. Because I don't got any, so, like, I don't know what you do want. Do you want to go with Starheim? Like, I don't know. I feel like Sorry. It's... Sorry, continue. I always cut you off. No, it's okay. I feel like we just talk over each other. Yeah. But I feel like it's a very human thing to, like... I feel like it just becomes a, an issue of, like, identity, too, right? Like, you are so sure in your own identity that you're like I'm right like what I see is right like to me like it is your reality though yeah like to somebody like I don't know I live in fucking Hamilton Ontario Canada like my reality is completely different to someone who lives in like fucking I don't know like Guatemala or like fucking Thailand or something like places that like I have no idea what it's like to live there because like I've never, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never seen life through your lens anywhere in the world. Like, people just have different realities. And, like, you know, there's certain, like, cultural taboos that are so different. Like, to us, like, I don't know, for example, like, we eat beef, right? Yeah. But, like, to an Indian person, like, to a lot of, like, Hindus, that's, like, a big taboo to eat beef. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or so, like, I, I don't quote me on that, but I think that's a taboo. Or whatever, like, to, like, I remember seeing this thing where there was this tribe in the Amazon. Or, no, I think it was in, like, the Philippines or something like that. Um, but it was, like a, a, like, a tribe of people. And, like, they ate tarantulas. No, it was definitely in the Amazon, sorry. And, like, they would eat tarantulas for dinner. And, like, for, for me, I'm watching this, like, gagging because I fucking hate spiders. And I'm, like that's disgusting and like you look at these people and you're like oh my god like that's kind of like that's disgusting like how could you ever eat a tarantula like oh my god but to them to them like it's food like you know what i mean like to them it's like i live in the fucking protein i live in the middle of the fucking amazon forest like i don't have the luxury of being afraid of tarantulas you know what i mean like apparently it tastes like crab by the way just throwing that out there which kind of totally makes sense because if you've ever seen a fucking crab that looks like a sea spider i hate the way they look i just can we get off the topic of spiders that'd be great (laughs) (sighs) i had to to kill one or i had to be the man of the house earlier because there was no man of the house and i had to kill one of the spiders that i it was a nasty ass dock spider it was big and black and yeah it was disgusting i'm traumatized um let's moving on moving on um Back to what I was trying to say. I don't know if we had this conversation in this podcast because I'm pretty fucking high. Um, or if we had it before we started it. But back to the spiritual warfare thing. I didn't mean like COVID being a spiritual warfare thing. I mean, COVID is breaking us down physically. Yeah. Our bodies physically. And the, the fact that there's also... You know, like, you know, like, in scary movies, like, the, like, paranormal movies, they, yeah. like, the people that get possessed or, like, 
get like freaking bodied are the ones that are weak and like the ones that are like broken and like yeah. like they they have recently lost somebody they're heartbroken yeah. they're um they broke their legs they can't walk they yeah. don't have mobility yeah. um they're weak you know they rely on something they need something and it's like when your soul is weak and when your mind is weak you you're unable to fight and then when you when you put your body through a physical toll of un, un, being not being able to fight, and especially with all the symptoms that, like, COVID... Like, I truly believe COVID is real. I'm not saying, like, it's, oh, it's, like, something that's, like... I mean, I can go on about, like, a tangent about what it really... I really feel about it, but I, I do believe there's, like, a flu that's going around that's really affecting people, and... Um, but I also feel like more than ever or maybe it's just in our lifetime and uh, people probably have experienced this more in their life you know in years and that have passed but I just feel like in this lifetime I'm, I'm realizing a lot that when we are attacked you know physically we we have to be like we have to have we can't have our blinders on like we have to be query of like what else is going on just to be you know what I mean like not to like have a blind side yeah, and, like... And just, I don't know. Yeah. This because is, I feel like I didn't protect my energy, you know? When I was physically sick, yeah. I feel like I never protected my energy. And because I was so negative about being sick when I was first diagnosed with my autoimmune disorder, like, I was very depressed about it, and I was angry. Yeah. And I was like, why am I going through this? I'm so young. Like, I'm 22 years old. Why do I have this disorder? Yeah. And... And why am I almost, like, potentially dying? Like, you know, like, in, in, yeah. in those situations, I was very angry and, and upset. And then I just, I it turned into, like, you know, like, I let my, like, not only my body down, but then I let my mental health down. And that's when, like, it eventually, like, plum- yeah. everything just plummeted from there. And um, so, basically, I'm saying, like, I just, I'm noticing now more of what's going on. Yeah. So that I can be aware. See, like... Of protecting both sides of my mind. It's good to be aware of things. But, at the same time, this is what I struggle with, too. Because I get, like, really passionate into things. And, like, like we were talking about before. Like, I'm a very, like... I just want to seek justice. Like, I'm a very righteous person. Like, I just want there to be social justice. I want there to be, you know, like, just... I just want things to be just. I want things to be fair. Like, I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. But what I also have to learn is, like, you can't let things that you can't control, like, diminish you as a person or diminish your spirit, diminish your soul. Because, honestly, like, you can't live in the future. You can't live in a constant state of fear. You can't be like, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, what if this is going on? What if that's going on? It's like, you just have to be in the moment. Like, I feel like the only thing that anything, like, could be happening, like, you just have to be in the moment and focus in on your own spiritual spiritual being. Because I feel like we are so be like, there is something in us that is so beyond, like, physical like the physical world yeah you know what i mean so like yes it's good to be aware but it's also 
a game of like not letting it affect your well-being not letting it affect you in the moment because you never know anything until it's in the moment like you like all that is is right in the moment you know what I mean like the past is the past like literally in a second this is going to be the past Uh you know what I mean so like it happened but like the only thing that is is what is right now yeah you know what I mean and like to be like oh like it's good to be aware and it's good to like make yourself aware of what's going on in the world and be informed a hundred percent but at the same time like for your own spiritual self like you also need to learn to let go of things that you can't control and the only thing that you could do is make a difference in the places that you can make a difference Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like if you see like we were just talking about like how you know people piss you off and you know like people can treat you bad or when you're in public and you fucking run into a karen and they're just a bitch to you and you're like why do people get away with this and you know like why why should you be able to treat me like that and stuff and then honestly like all you can do is just be a good person like that is the only thing that you can do because if you give into other people's negative energy you're if someone's a shitty person to you Mm -hmm. and it affects you and turns you into a like a fucking state of rage or a state of you know like resentment or anger or whatever it may be or hostility like it is not worth it you know and like people are gonna I don't know like there's gonna be a lot of things that piss you off but if it's something that you can't help you almost need to let it go and look into things that like you can do that like could help in the bigger picture because you're only one person you know what I mean like you can't take on the weight of the world Mm -hmm. or else you're just gonna like be lost here yeah you know yeah I know I just um go back to boxing you know <laughs> it was a really good uh outlet for me and I, mm-hmm. I keep saying I need to I just gotta do it like I really just gotta book myself in and just go see like yeah that's a thing that is another human flaw is like we think too much into like doing things and we just don't do them mm-hmm. like I know that's a big thing for me like I'm such a procrastinator and like I'll think about something and like it's almost overwhelming when it doesn't have to be like like I'll think about like oh I want to get in in shape and I think about like all the steps that I have to do and it becomes almost like overwhelming and I like oh I'm gonna start my diet tomorrow or I'm like I'm gonna start eating healthier tomorrow I'm gonna start working out tomorrow it's like no why don't I just do it in the moment like you know what I mean yeah yeah but I feel like we all do that in a way we do we're very, very, very critical of ourselves as human beings. I I wonder if like other animals in the food chain are like as critical. No. As self-critical no. as we are. Do you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Um, it sounds very familiar. From so so pretty much it's like one of my courses. Yeah, it's like psychology. 
so pretty much he breaks it down of like what is like most important once your needs are met so animals are at the survival instinct right like this is the thing is like humans are really out of tune with our like natural instincts and like survival instinct right so like for example i think it starts off with like i think it's food shelter i really need to look i'm gonna look it up right now maslow's hierarchy of needs yes i definitely have that in one of my notebooks somewhere it's actually very very true i really need Hello, work. In the meantime, take another joke. <laughs> okay, right here. So, okay, this is it. Okay. So it starts with um, physiological needs, which is the physical. So air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. Okay. So that is like the basic instinct that we're like so fucking far removed from. Yeah. So when those uh, when those are your main focus. Mm-hmm that's what you're like that's all your life is dedicated to like you know what i mean like if you are in the wilderness you're not fucking thinking about gossip you're not thinking about this person think this about me blah blah you're thinking about like what the fuck am i gonna eat where the fuck am i gonna sleep like you know what i mean like where am i gonna get my water from where am i gonna get my food from you know like that kind of thing like just survival yeah i need warmth i need shelter like that kind of thing like that's your main focus yeah so the other one on top is safety needs so once you your needs are met like once you're not in starvation once you're you know your belly's full you have a place of shelter you have your water you have your clothing and whatever you have your safety needs which is like personal security health property employment that kind of thing so like so you have your needs met now you need to feel safe with those needs like you need to have you know you need to feel safe where you are like in your your own property or whatever like you need to feel safe you need to feel um personal sense of security and your health you need to feel you know i'm healthy uh, i'm secure i like if i get sick because again if you don't have food you're not thinking about oh what if i get sick like you're thinking about like i need food or i'm gonna die <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah so once those are met it goes into safety and then once you're safe once you feel safe you know you have all your physical needs you're warm you're safe you're you're set then it's your love and belonging so you need intimacy you need people around you you need a sense of belonging like you need a sense of love and after all those other like primal needs are met we need a sense of love once we have a sense of love then it's your esteem so it's like how you respect yourself or respect other people how you view yourself your status your you know your strength your freedom because now you don't you know you're not worrying about your needs mm-hmm. your physical needs you, you you're fed you're safe mm-hmm. you have people in your life but now you're thinking about what those people think about you or like what your what is your status in life like that's what you're seeking out like that's the level of existence and then like you know once you have a self, sense of self and your esteem it's like you that's when you reach self-actualization because 
you have all of your other needs met, but now it's like, what now? Like, mm-hmm. your sense of self. Like, mm-hmm. where, like, where am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. So the thing is, is that depression is such a new thing. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that in history people weren't depressed. Like, I'm not, like, I'm sure they're, they were. But before, like, I'm talking about, like, you know, ancient history and stuff like that people's main focus was like survival and reproduction and family like that was their main focus is like i need to survive like live off the land Mm -hmm. be in balance like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. whereas like today we live in fucking comfort we have every need met yeah we have food we have so much convenience yeah we literally don't think about it like you literally can sit in your comfortable ass home Mm -hmm. don't like cannot move from one spot get entertainment food delivered right to you like literally like you literally have all of your basic needs met yeah you have physical things in your life like especially in our society i'm not saying this is true for everyone in the world because it's not but i'm talking about like you know the the first world first world prop well i feel like depression and stuff is a, is honestly a first world problem i genuinely think that depression and anxiety and mental health problems are a first world problem and i'm not saying like cognitive you know disabilities and stuff like that like that's just a problem across the board but i'm talking about like the onset of like suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety and this like it's because we live in a society where like we have every fucking need met we literally are we have food I mean, not everyone, just, like, the majority in the first world. Like, we have access to food, clean water, shelter, safety. We have all of that. We, you know, we have our sense of, like, this is what I do for a living. Like, whether it be, like, I work at a gas station or I'm a fucking lawyer. Like, you have a profession and stuff like that. It's, like, what now? And our society, instead of, you know, us looking inward and seeing, like, wow, once all of our needs are met, like who are we? Like, let's explore that. You know what I mean? Like, let's explore this higher sense of actualization, like, trying to find a purpose. Yeah. Our purpose is to fucking buy, feel shitty about yourself all the time. Our society makes you feel like shit. Like, our standards of beauty change all the time. They say, you know, you have a, you have a, like, I don't know, you start off an apartment, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I just want a house like I just want a house with two bedrooms I want a backyard and uh, like a a decent kitchen a living room maybe a basement you know what I mean like I just want that two-bedroom house I don't want to live in an apartment when you have that two-bedroom house society is going to tell you no now you need the four-bedroom house with the pool you know what I mean like then when you have the four-bedroom house with the pool it's like wow look at that fucking mansion that someone has wow like you know what I mean like you're never satisfied you know what I mean? It's like, I oh, like, when you're 16, all you want to do is, like, have a car and be able to drive around and with your friends and, like, have freedom and stuff like that. And then, like, when you get those things when you're older, it's like, oh, actually, you know, my car is not cool enough. Like, I need a better, I need a better car. And, like, yeah. I need, I might have freedom now, but, like, I want this. And, like, I want, like, nothing's ever good enough in our society. And we're constantly being bombarded because that's how we make a profit off of us, you know? Do you... So, going back to what you said, do you think, like, mental health issues are, like, only a first world problem? Or, like... Not... 
I wouldn't say it's only a first world problem, but the luxury, like, this is what I think. So, if you are living in a third world, and in, like, a third world country, and if you are living in a third world, in a third world country, and, like, your survival needs are not met, like, you might not, you know, you don't know when your next meal is coming in, like, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you don't have the luxury of feeling depressed, because, like, all your focus is, is on where's my next meal gonna be, and controversial opinion, but I feel like people who have nothing are the most grateful, people who have everything, actually, it's not even a fucking controversial opinion, it's just, like, facts at yeah. this point, like, people That's who have true. nothing are far more grateful and have a way positive outlook than people who have everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when all of your needs are met, you're not grateful for what you have. Instead, you start reflecting on things that you don't have. Whereas people who have nothing are just grateful for the things that they do have. You know what I mean? But I do believe that depression is also a chemical imbalance. So some people are born with a chemical imbalance. No, yeah. For sure, but also the chemical imbalance could be altered by a state of, like, being as well. Like, physic, like external things that happen to people also affect your your brain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, how is it that, like, you know, you're perfectly fine and then, like, say, you know, one day you're walking down the street and someone robs you and then all of a sudden your brain is completely out of imbalance you have ptsd anxiety depression you know what i mean like external things put you at that frequency too i don't i'm not denying that like it's a chemical imbalance because it is like a hundred percent it's a very real medical thing but i feel like if like external factors really do increase depression like i'm not saying that people in third world countries aren't depressed sure they are like they have every reason to be if they're not you know what I mean if they're not getting the resources that they need but like the type of depression is like drastically different and even like like my dad um he had a Jamaican guy working for him mm-hmm. and he literally like I, fr- I remember like we were on the topic and he literally was like I don't get why all of these young kids are depressed He's like, I don't understand. He's like, I grew up in the ghetto. He's like, and no one was depressed. He's like, we had every fucking reason to be depressed. We literally had nothing. I don't understand how people who live in Canada and have everything could be depressed. We, there was no, like, we, we just lived, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, he went through a lot, but, like, it's kind of true, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like it's because we have the opportunity to, like, stew in it, you know? I don't know. What do you think about what I said? So that was the first episode featuring my special guest, Jackie. Um, And I will have her again on this podcast on another episode to complete the thought that we left off at. Um, So I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you subscribe and stay tuned. Thanks and stay blessed. 
I'll figure out another way to get a better podcasting mic. Um, <laughs> this was like from Walmart. It was like a vlogging kit, but because I have the freaking stupid XR, I have to get the extension for it. Uh... So I don't know if it's the extension that's making it go doo doo. I don't know why they took the headphone jack option out of iPhones. Why did they do that? Yeah, that's weird. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so I would like to introduce everyone to my lovely guest today, um, <laughs> my beautiful friend Lacey. Um, we've known each other for quite a while um, from the boxing world. That was fun days. And now yeah. it's super funny because we're both doing CrossFit, um, which is what I was going to tell you. Um, because I started coming out of CrossFit, um, I started working out too. So, but I do like really, really small workouts because I'm like injured everywhere. So <laughs> Lorna has been great at like telling me what I should and shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, that's important for a coach, especially yeah. in CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, my God. But I already hurt myself this weekend. I have no idea. I woke up one day. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. But I have, like, a pre-existing back injury, so this might be why. But I, like, woke up, and I was in so much pain. Like, I still... I'm not back to normal. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. Oof. Yeah, back injuries aren't... Yeah, they're unforgiving. <laughs> I have yeah, to laugh at myself because I just waved at my screen like we're filming <laughs> this, but nobody's going to see me wave and you're like, lazy. <laughs> no, I love it. You're like, it's kind of like you stand up and wave. Like, <laughs> With queen wave. <laughs> I loved it because when I look back on this, I can watch it and laugh. <laughs> um, so how did you get into true crime? Oh, um... Well, I feel like true crime, like, has kind of taken off, like, since uh, My Favorite Murder came out. Yeah. Uh, that, that podcast. I love it. I love it. Right? Yes. So, like, I already was kind of into it, but it didn't really, uh, I didn't really get into podcasts or mm. anything like that until I started the My Favorite Murder. And now I've kind of moved on to, um, like, there's one that's called Morbid. Okay. Like is the, it the last podcast on the left? Is it just morbid, or is it the morbid di- digest? Uh, it's called just morbid. It's two women that okay. do it. One's like a, I think she's like a mortician. Whoa. Yeah. So like she kind of has like some, like that doesn't make sense about this autopsy report or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, um, I do have to like try to like break it up because sometimes I'm like okay I've listened to like six hours at work of just, just podcast yeah of just pure like yeah I totally understand that. <laughs> but uh, yeah I've always been into human behavior like I went to school for it Ooh. and uh, is that so does does that have anything to do with anthropology? Uh, so sociology or human behavior? Yeah. Um, is not the same well, or no? They kind of do. Like, they're both a social science because, like, anthropology is kind of, like, culture, right? In a way, or, like... Oh, true, true, true. Okay. Right? So, so it is like in a way... Of, like, humans, but, like, not... Just more culturally. Yeah. I guess sociology is kind of, like, behavior and what we do and why we do it. And anthropology is kind of, like, they used this tool. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is a stupid question, and I'm, I'll edit this part out. But 
Okay, is your it's Lacey, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, on your Instagram is Lacia. Okay. Lacia, yeah. Lacia. Um, okay. So I used to work. Well, I still do work with children. Okay. Uh, sometimes. So, like, um, especially when I was in college, I didn't want parents like looking at my name and me doing like a keg stand, <laughs> like on my Facebook. That's so smart. Yeah, so, where did, so where did that come from? Like, where did you make up that name? Did you just like? So, <laughs> so it's actually um, I dated in my first year of university, uh, like a hard. I called him a hardcore Ukrainian because like he could speak <laughs> speak Ukrainian. He was from obviously Ukraine. Yeah, and uh, his mom like would speak Ukrainian in front of me because she didn't really speak English that well. Mm-hmm. And I would always know she was talking about me because she would say Lesia. And that's how you say my name if I went to Ukraine. And I was like, man, that is way prettier. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of like stole it. And I do have a little Ukrainian blood in me. Yeah. But so I kind of like stick to that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's totally legit. Like, <laughs> that's my name. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I always, I, um, funny thing about names. So when someone pisses me off at, so this is as of late, like 2020 has given people a lot of time to do shit, (laughs) including myself. True. Me too. I say 2020 because like now I'm so busy. I don't know how I have the time, but like if I went to a food establishment or if something like was just like bad customer service, I would leave a, like a review and then I looked, I I looked on my Google reviews because I made quite a few, <laughs> and it says Natalie Mock, and it posts as publicly, right? So I was telling Chris, like when we get married and I change my last name, like Natalie Mock is gonna be this like savage girl that like you can't take shit from, and like Natalie Hurdle will be this nice lady, <laughs> doesn't do anything. She's just a good Christian lady. <laughs> Man, I read so much Google shade too. Like it's right? gonna just be like. <laughs> so much Google. Shit. It's like, I'm not like someone pisses me off. Log into my old personality, right? It's like my, man, it gets my, shit done. It does feel good too. It does. I don't care. It does. It helps because like people need to know when people are treated badly. Yeah, I and think so too. Especially during this pandemic, it's been crazy. Like people have been. You just really see the true colors of a lot of people. It's been, like, yeah. really disheartening a little bit, but mm. it's, like, I don't know. I just feel like during the time of people staying home, wouldn't you try to work on yourself? You would think. <laughs> try to be a better yeah. person. It, it depends, I guess. Uh, what's the saying? Idle hands or something? Devil's play? I don't know. I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean, though. It's like idle hands, busy mind or something, or busy mind, idle hands. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We're just not going to try. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, we both have stories prepared to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is one. Mine is three pages long. But are you... Mine is two. Yours is two? Okay, great. Yeah, I didn't thing. know how long or like how in-depth you wanted me to get, so I just went for it. I love it. I love it. You went for the name, Deep Dive. Yeah. I said the name. You know when they say say the name of the movie in the movie? (laughs) Roadhouse. (laughs) Start kidding shit. (laughs) Um, Okay, so 
uh, I since you are my guest, I would like you to go first. If that's oh, okay. I get okay, okay, good. Yeah, because then that way I feel like you're probably way better at this. So honestly, if, this is my first you went time first, you're I telling a story. So, oh, okay, this is my yeah. first time ever. So we are on the same boat, and <laughs> we're new to this. Oh, I get to be the first. The first of many. <laughs> of many. I even I even wrote it out like I typed it. Oh my god, like, me too. How... <laughs> I love I love it. I love how prepared you are. And there's like paragraphs <laughs> and everything. Typing. I just jumbled everything into just one paper. So <laughs> I love your organization, girl. <laughs> um. All right. So I am covering. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um. The death of Tamla Harris. <gasps> I have heard of it slightly but you're gonna get into depth about it (laughs) gimme gimme (laughs) so um the actual murder was pretty recent it was like two years ago oh my god um november 4th 2018 wow and her death was ruled uh an accidental death due to fall okay so that's gonna be important later okay so um (laughs) i think to start, it's just kind of important to kind of talk about who Tamla was a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, just to get an idea of kind of who she was and why. Well, it sucks that anybody gets murdered, but yeah, it seems like it's always like really nice people, right? Uh, people that have like good things going for them, or they're just genuinely good people. Yeah, genuinely good people. Yeah. So Tamla was a mother of five boys. Oh my god. Right. And uh, she had one stepdaughter and they lived in the state of Georgia, which um, like historically and even like most recently has kind of been known for being like racist. Okay. Um, it has a long history of racism. Okay. And uh, that's also important later. Okay. So t- Tamla is African-American? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and she was basically going to high school, or not going to high school, her kids are going to high school uh-huh. um, with all these other mothers that were all white. Oh, that's which, fine. Which, you know, <laughs> each to their own, uh, but she seemed, regardless, like she was a really nice person. She tried hard to make people feel included. She was very friendly, personable, very, um, it almost sounded like she was kind of like, if you looked like you were feeling lonely or like you were at a party and felt awkward, mm-hmm. she'd be that person that would go and talk to you. Aww. Like, funny. yeah. So she sounded like a sweetheart. Um, so on the night of November 4th, 2018, uh, a woman named, I think her name's G- Gian or Gian, or maybe it's French. I'm going to call her Gian because it's easier. Okay. I'm sorry if that's wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Google translation. Um, so sh- this woman, Gian, Gian <laughs> wanted to have a sleepover for her 45th birthday. So an all-woman sleepover, which, like, I guess that maybe that's the theme. But, like, to me personally, like, I'd, I don't want to sleep over at my friend's house anymore. I That's so hard. Right? Like, I feel bad, but it's like I, I, I 
have like we both have fiancés to go home to. You have a dog. Yeah. Like in my bed. And your bed. You <laughs> to your bed, man. We're grown-ups now. <laughs> so the party started around seven o'clock, but Tamla was actually late because speaking to like how good of a mother she was, she wanted to make sure that like she was leaving her house for the night. Um, and everything was taken care of. So okay. she made them a casserole to eat. She made sure the house was clean so that her husband wouldn't be like, ah, I have 5,000 kids. And wow. so she ended up actually coming to the party late. She came around 830 and she showed up to the party in a Dalmatian onesie. Aww, which is so like, cute. okay, this girl would have been my home girl yeah, and I would have had a matching like onesie. We could have been best friends. <laughs> I have a polka dot onesie that's just like a bunch of different polka dot colors, but like we could be matching definitely the polka dot. Oh, polka that sounds awesome and comfy. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Except the men's onesies have back pockets, which like so you could go to the washroom. Why don't women? I don't yeah. know. We have to take off everything, just like a a jumper. What is it? A one. Oh, a romper. a romper. It's just like Which a romper. It's so awkward in a public bathroom. Yeah, they're That's cute cool until there. you're sitting with your titties out, right? <laughs> it's so true. You try to pee and your boobs are just. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. Oh, my dog foots on my script. There we go. Okay. So, um,. The party seemed to be going all right. Like, everybody seemed to be doing all, like, having fun. Mm -hmm. um, Tamla had actually brought the host, Gian, or Gian, um, had brought her, like, a tequila from Mexico okay. and was like, this is a really good tequila. And uh, this is, I, I want to mention this because it, I feel like it kind of speaks to, like, the women she was partying with. Okay. The the guest, even though like she was uh sorry, I'm messing this up. She refused the tequila. She was like, I don't want that. It makes me want to vomit. And this is like a gift. Okay. Right? Okay. So what does my girl Tamla do? She cracks it open and starts drinking it herself because that's what you do. Yep. yep. <laughs> no None of the other women really wanted any. Um, I guess nobody wanted tequila, whatever. So they're all hanging out and Jose is a guy that, uh, he doesn't live with GM, but she, he's just dating her. Okay. So despite it being an all girls party, Jan's boyfriend, Jose decided to hang out with a dude named Tom down in the basement during a girl's night. Don't you hate that? I hate that. It's almost party. like... It's like they're waiting for you to leave. Like, yeah, are you there too? What the heck? Yeah. So, and Tom was a husband of another party goer. Okay. So, the plan was like they were going to go out, leave the girls to their night. And then Jose was like, you know what? I'm actually not like feeling the best. I'd rather just like save the cash and watch uh, the game downstairs. We'll stay out of the way. Like, which is, like, if the house is big enough, I guess, like, yeah. I could see my partner doing that, just being, like, you know, I'll, I'll stay out of the way, but mm -hmm. I don't want to go out. Mm -hmm. Which, like, whatever. Okay. So, I'm losing track. Ba, 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 ba. Okay. So, they're partying. They're having a good time. 
Um, there's pictures taken of them, like, playing cards against humanity. They're laughing. There's lots of selfies that Tamla took herself that you can find online. Oh. Um, and by all accounts, like, it looked like she was having a great time. Okay. Um, around 10.30, she called her husband and, like, her uh, stepdaughter just to kind of, like, show off her stepdaughter because she was proud. Mm. Like, only daughter! Yeah. <laughs> um, and was... Yeah, so that was around 10.30, and she called to just to say, like, she was having a good time. Um, you know, she's not going to be home. Good night. Love you. All that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And her husband was like, great. That's awesome. So during the night, women that were at the party reported that Tamla at no time really seemed, like, sloppy drunk or, like, um, she... She wasn't gonna. Sorry, you're gonna have to edit this. Um, she was like she could hold well, her alcohol. Yeah, like, and she would go out onto the back porch of the like it was like a walkout that was about a story high. Okay, like a balcony kind of. Uh, yeah, like a balcony. It was hard to kind of picture because I got different references to it. Okay. But throughout the night, um, she would go out there to have her smoke. And it was hard to tell if she was kind of like a a smoker because she was drinking Mm -hmm. or just a smoker. But the women that were also there really harped on this. Like, oh, she was out smoking and smoking weed and I would never touch weed. Like, relax. It's not cocaine. Like, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they really seemed to like when they are all being uh, talked to about it, they really seem to make a big point about how she smoked weed oh. and smoked cigarettes. Okay. But to me, it just kind of sounded like she has um, five boys and needed to let loose Literally, with her girls. Yeah. You think right? it's like, a safe space. That's what I yeah, feel. Who among us have not? Yeah. <laughs> so the last guess to leave because I guess some people did actually end up leaving and then other people were just trying to find a place to sleep like in the house okay so the last guest was named Bridget and her husband came to get her she said around 2 a.m and she said Tamla was still awake and she was the last person awake and she was just eating like another bowl of gumbo because I guess they had that for dinner so she was trying to like kind of encourage Bridget to stay she wanted to stay up and party a little bit longer but everyone was kind of tired and so they went their separate ways and Tamla gave her a hug and Bridget left okay okay so what happened so on the homeowner's phone she has an app that tells her when her door opens and closes okay it looks as though approximately around 147 a.m. the door opened and closed, which is consistent with somebody going out for a smoke. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes later, the door opens again, so she's had her smoke, mm-hmm. but it never closes again. Hmm. So at that point, you're just kind of like, okay, so she just walked into the house and like left the door open like a dick. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, but she was like nice it. enough to close it the yeah. first time. Yeah. So yeah, so I gotta turn my page. <laughs> so let's fast track to approximately eight thirty a.m. because that's the next time they have a timeline. Okay. 
Jan's Aunt Madeline, who was also at the party but went to bed early, mm-hmm. she wakes up and goes to make a coffee. And as she's making coffee, she looks out the window and immediately sees the Dalmatian-type onesie laying in the ground. Yeah. So this is another weird thing. And this story changes too, but I went with kind of the most current. Um, She didn't immediately, like, go out there. She wasn't like, oh, my God, are you okay? She said she stopped and said a prayer. Okay. What? Why is that your first instinct? Okay, anyways. Right? Yeah, that's weird. And like and then this is the even weirder thing is okay, so you're done praying or whatever. She still doesn't go out there to be like, hey, everything okay? She decides to go up to Jose and Jeanne's room yeah. and wake them up. Okay. Okay. So one account says that when she went up there, she thought she heard somebody in the shower. Mm-hmm. But the account that they ended up giving the police after was that she went up there and woke them up out of a dead sleep. So kind of weird. Yeah. So they get down there um, and at 8.59, so about 15, oh no, about a half hour later, Mm -hmm. uh, 911 was called by Jeanne. Um, She ends up putting Jose on the phone who is actually in law enforcement. No. Yeah. And, um, he goes, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that kind of comes up later a little bit. Okay. Um, so on the phone, uh, Jose, he's talking to the 911 operator and he goes from like, she's stiff and not breathing to like, I don't know if she's breathing. Well, like. You're an officer. Like you you would know. You're literally trained to check check the ABCs, airway. Yeah. And like even if you're not a law and like this is your friend. Like to me, I would be like putting my face in her face and being like, Are you breathing? Like, but she was actually, I forgot to mention this, completely face down, like in the grass. Okay, so she that was that was Tamla in the grass. Tamla, yeah. So she was actually face down. Um, and not turn to the side. So I understand not wanting to touch the body, but like, to me, if I think somebody might be dead already, I'm going to turn them, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, so she was positioned and I say positioned specifically, um, with her right arm was above her head and her other arm was on her side, which would make sense if she fell and tried to like break her fall with her wrist. Okay. Um, out, out front. Um, the thing that doesn't make sense about her position, though, if we're going with that fall thing, mm-hmm. is that, like I said, her head was face down. So if you fall, it doesn't matter, like, how messed up you are, you're going to turn your face. Yeah. Even if you're going into, like, concrete yeah. and you know, like, you're a goner, you're going to turn your face. Especially if she had her arms in front of her, too. Yeah, well, yeah, if she's awake enough to try to break her fall, she's not going to be like, doosh, like, faceplant. Yeah. yeah. And um, during the 911 call, and I, I mentioned this again to kind of speak to the women at this party, the woman, Jeanne, whose house it was, mm-hmm. says, there's a woman face planted in my 
backyard. Not like, you know, she, it was just came across kind of callous. She called her friend a woman, a woman. Uh, Yes. And like, I'm going to double check that just in case, but it was basically like she face planted. Oh no. Like I went, I don't know. It just sounds. That's weird. That's weird. yeah, Yeah. It sounds callous to me. Yeah. So, um, again, they are going with an accidental by fall because they said maybe she tripped and fell off this balcony. Because I guess there was, like, a little lip, too, on the balcony that if you were, like, super fucked up, Mm -hmm. you could trip over. But, and there was, like, two matching knee injuries that that might be consistent with. But I'm going to list her injuries and... uh, We'll go from there. (laughs) So Tamla's right wrist was fractured or dislocated. There was a large bump where her wrist met her hand, as well as a cut over that bump as if the bone had cut the skin from the inside. There were matching defects on both Tamla's shins that we talked about, and the autopsy revealed uh, severe injuries of the head, neck and torso including now i'm gonna try and say this but bear with me a subarachnoid <laughs> hemorrhage. hemorrhage yeah, yeah. Good. you got it Woo-hoo! uh which is the bleeding in the space between the brain and the skull and a subdural hemorrhage which is bleeding between the brain and the membrane that surrounds the brain there was also a fracture of the second cervical vertebrae a broken neck and a laceration of the heart during the autopsy, they were able to tell that some of the injuries came post-mortem. So, after she was dead. Which would be consistent if she was dead before she went over the balcony. <gasps> right? So, that's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, or if... Because, yeah, even if she, like, passed out... While she was falling? Would, yeah. She wouldn't, so, been, she wouldn't be dead. She would die on impact. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is kind of odd, as well as, like, the autopsy ruled blunt force trauma by accident. So, they're basically saying that all these blunt force traumas happened because she fell. And we're just going to forget that some of them happened post-mortem, because we don't know what happened. Maybe, like, an animal came and decided to mug her. Um, we don't know. Oh, my God. Um, so... They also did, like, a toxicology report, and they found Xanax in her system. And she wasn't prescribed Xanax or anything like that. Yeah. I don't... Xanax, like, a party drug? Is that what kids do? Or doesn't it, like, slow you down? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it makes you... I think people take it to stay awake. Like, or to relax them. I don't know. Like, when I had my laser eye surgery, they gave me, like, a Xanax... And but that was supposed to calm me down so I wouldn't have like a panic attack on the table. Oh, um, yeah. So now I don't want to say like, oh, somebody slipped her drink, yeah, which is probably what happened. But yeah. at the same time, like, who knows, man, you got a bunch of football moms, right? Maybe one of them like spiked their own drink and then and, it, they got mixed up, yeah. That's right, because like that's why we have to label them with sharpies. <laughs> yeah. We're at parties, right? Yeah, red solo cup and sharpie. <laughs> but um, I am so I'm just gonna finish up with some of the investigation. Okay. Because it was a shit show. Like in 2018. 
in 2018, it was a shit show. <laughs> so the boyfriend, Jose, for one, um, kept changing his story. So he went from he was woken dead from sleep. Sorry? And he's in law enforcement. Yeah. So wow. he went from I was woken from a dead sleep to like, oh, I was cleaning first to like all this different stuff that the the police were like what's the actual story yeah um during the investigation they interviewed everybody at the party and Jeanne seemed to be like flirting with the cops at one point she like buys them gift cards at one point for like donuts wow wow tries to give them this gift card during another interview with another one of the moms there so just walks in on this interview that was being conducted in her home so which like i don't know why it wasn't being done at the station Mm. or why she was just freely allowed to like roam in and out of the conversation yeah like it was not secure at all no and um the one thing i will quote from that morbid podcast because i uh listened to the way they did this i don't know when they did it It was a while ago Mm -hmm. but uh Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. You're going to have to edit this out. Sorry. A quote from Morbid? Yeah, a quote from Morbid. Oh. oh, yeah. So the cops were like, we can't, like, take that gift card. Obviously, it would look bad. Yeah. But also, she then turns to them and goes, do you have any more questions for me? Or can I go get ready for this funeral? So this woman died in her house or outside of her house and is like, can I go get ready for this funeral like it's such a fucking hassle wow yeah i don't know where they found that information Mm -hmm. but i when i I heard that i was like holy crow um they also said during i guess the initial talks with the police that they had cameras that go out into the backyard Mm -hmm. and that would have been able to catch everything Mm -hmm. and jose was like we will check them no. And at no time, yeah. No, that no. How is that allowed? That should be forfeited. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like absolute shit show. <gasps> so oh my God. they at no time are like, no, don't touch anything. They're like, okay. And then I guess eventually, when they did ask for the tapes, Jose was like, oh, I guess I accidentally deleted that day. That day. How convenient. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah. Oh my God. So. Um, they also reported that um, none of the people at the party were kept separate. So while they were waiting to be like interrogated mm-hmm. or asked what happened, they were able to kind of just talk freely to each other. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So they can get their stories straight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, another few weird things just before I finish up here is... Uh, so Jose later ended up getting fired from the police. I think it was the NYPD, but don't quote me. I should have wrote it down. But uh, he got fired because he ended up getting caught looking at files on the case. So it was like fired because he was using his power to get access to information. Yeah. Which like some people have argued like maybe he was just curious because it like happened to like at his girlfriend's house Mm -hmm. but other people were like or he was checking to see 
like what they had so far. Yeah. Right. Yep. So there's that. But uh, so a lot of people think that it looks like a cover up or that the 100%. police just wanted the case closed. Yeah. Um, because another strange thing is people reported when they first saw the body that Kamala or Tamla, sorry, I keep calling her Kamala, and I think it's because of Kamala Harris, and, like, it's on my brain. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, they reported that she was initially found with both her hands by the side. No. Somebody had moved her. No. To look like she, right? So, um, and the amount of rigor mortis that Jose was trying to, like, detail and saying she was stiff with November weather being like a little bit colder, I guess, um, rigor mortis slows down. So for her to be stiff, the murder would have had to have happened. Well, I called it the murder, but the incident (laughs) must have happened like way earlier in the evening. So that kind of comes into question. Like did Bridget actually see her at 2 a.m.? Did Bridget actually say goodbye to her? Like, because the amount of rigor mortis that she was being described as having would have taken, like, eight hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, is anyone this case is actually... This? Sorry? Is anyone arrested for this? No. <gasps> as of right kid- now, You're no. kidding me. No. But what there is, is good kidding? news. Okay. As of June twelfth of twenty twenty, so recently, okay. they recently opened or officially reopened the case. Oh, <gasps> yay! With, yeah. good, with good de- detectives, I hope. I th- I think so. Um, so oh, they, I guess, I don't know how police stuff works or yeah. if a case is closed if you continue adding evidence to it. But basically, this new investigation's like, we want to look at the evidence you had then, and we want to have anything that you didn't make public. I mean, just from, like, the story you told me, which I, I imagine you gathered from a lot of sources, mm-hmm. like, it's 100% a cover-up. Yeah. What the hell? Even if, like, because my theory is, like, maybe nothing malicious in nature happened like i don't i don't know if i would go as far as saying like they invited her there to murder her but maybe something you know there was alcohol maybe you know a fight happened maybe somebody tripped or you know maybe something just happened that wasn't malicious and now they're trying to cover it up right but then i feel like no matter what like these people are called her friends how are they not mourning or how are they not more like heartbroken about this? This is so like, it sounds like a setup because for one, I feel like most older women, like if you're 45 or in your forties, you're going to only sleep over to like people that you know very well. Yeah. Yeah. So for her to trust those girls enough to sleep over and like drink with them. Cause when you're drinking, you're vulnerable and a little, like obviously more vulnerable than when you are sober so yeah That's and crazy. not one person there tried to do any resuscitation yeah it's like the first thing you would try to do when you see your <laughs> best friend and yeah air quotes best friend 
face down. I'd be in like the frantic. Line. Yeah. So they didn't do any like uh I guess DNA stuff. Like do they know if anything like any foul play happened? Like They are chalking it up to she drank too much because like her alcohol levels were like substantially high. But again, everybody reported that she wasn't really sloppy, so she might just have a high alcohol tolerance. Right. But from everything that I've read, they're kind of just chalking it up to this is a shit show, but it was an accident. Wow. Because nobody's been arrested. And, like, none of these women really seemed like they were trying to help. Like, even the door app thing that they talked about. Yeah. Um, isn't really helpful. It just proves that somebody went outside. That's true. And But, like... Yeah, so that's what bugs me the most, but uh yeah, that's all that's all I got for Tamla Harris. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that was super uh what's the word aggravating? <laughs> yeah. Like the whole time. My goodness, I cannot believe nobody's arrested for this. Like, even like the people that investigated it I'm like how aren't you in jail like that is just sloppy work hella sloppy what the heck I don't have a detective background and I could freaking figure that <laughs> out <laughs> see that's what I hate like okay this is gonna go into a, a, we're gonna go into like a slight little rant here I hate <laughs> when people in power take their take advantage and it's just and then the things that are allowed to like slip through like i don't feel like the judicial judicial Judicial? sir sure i'll let you say it because i can't talk right now (laughs) i say that a lot on this podcast i can't talk but yes i feel like the judicial system justice we'll call it the justice system okay that's better the justice league no i'm kidding (laughs) the justice system has failed a lot of people and i don't think it's nearly as it does not exude its name at all no and i think like her family has been very um open about like no this wasn't she got drunk and fell off a balcony like okay so they're fighting for her justice too yeah and like the reason i kind of brought it up about georgia is because they're like it's kind of weird like how sloppy this was and it just happens to be like a black woman that was murdered Mm -hmm. at an all woman's party that were all caucasian they were all they were all she was the only colored woman yeah come on are you (laughs) so okay i have to be honest like growing up as a person in color I have been in a predicament where I question my attendance to a certain place if I know I'm gonna be the only person of color there I, I actually think about it and I'm like oh I'm gonna be the only Asian there I'm only gonna be the only girl Asian, you know like those thoughts have come up um, personally and um, a lot of it has to do like you know from childhood bullying and all that stuff but just I can't imagine like I just can't imagine, like, Tamala, like, these are your friends, you think. These are your friends. Like, never mind just, like, a PTA meeting or something from school. Like, these are women that you trust. Yeah. (sighs) Or you thought you trust. 
it's just it's too way too fishy to be able to wow well you did a really great job for your first time i'm really <laughs> proud of you that's awesome because um i'm i'm a little nervous about this one but i i'm i'm really excited to tell you about it so um I owe like all of my credit and everything credibility to my favorite murder um, because I re-listened to this episode. They So this is the first murder actually that really stuck with me. Um, sorry, not, there is a murder in the story, but it is also a harrowing survival story. Ooh. So um, there's a little bit of both, but um, this is the first story that they told on MFM that I was like, you know when you're trying to sh- you're trying to show someone a podcast you're like what's a good episode to show them like which one that was the episode that I would show everyone so I've heard this like five times <laughs> it's comforting um, though to re-listen to them yeah and it's it but it's also like super empowering empower empowering oh my god my vowels today <laughs> what's going on but um yeah, super empowering, and she's just a badass woman. This is the survival story of Mary Vincent. Mm. Okay, so, as much as I love true crime and murder stories, I love me a good sur- survival story because it makes you feel like, you know what, <laughs> you can survive stuff. <laughs> right? It's like, if somebody survived that. that. <laughs> yeah, and... um yeah okay so um so on the podcast my favorite murder when one of the hosts karen retells the i survive stories oh wait i'm just like totally reading this off my paper so this makes no sense i'm sorry (laughs) let me just do the little okay so yes Karen um, retells this story. She's the one that tells the story. And every single time she tells it, it's just like, I'm excited to see your reaction because it's just like one thing after the other. It's just crazy. Bananas. As Georgia would say. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to my favorite murder. (laughs) I I would love for them to hear it. That would be awesome. Okay. Right? Okay. So, everything is 100% copied and pasted from Wikipedia. Um, so, I don't want any credit for this retelling. Please, nobody sue Lacey and I because we are just telling stories to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah. So, I did a little bit of research, and a lot of it is from my favorite murder podcast. Um, and this story is one that definitely stuck with me. Um, a lot of people haven't heard this story because when I introduce them to the podcast and show it, they're like, what the hell? How is this? It's just crazy. Um, and hint, hint, the protagonist is a badass motherfucker. She is, a ma- Mary Vincent is a saint. She should be. Okay, so. Oh, this, like, it's it's so, emo- it's so, ener- like, the energy is so strong in this one. It's really um okay so on september 29th 1978 i went back a little because man i don't know about you but knowing that happened your story happened in 2018 literally makes me feel like shit like i'm just like our justice system is still shit (laughs) (laughs) how the fuck does this happen still i don't get it (laughs) 
but this is okay. This is 1978. This, we're going, I'm not going to talk too much about this shithead because he doesn't really deserve much. Um, but just to introduce his name, um, and waste of human life, <laughs> Lawrence Singleton picked up a 15-year-old Mary Vincent um, that was originated from Las Vegas, and she was hitchhiking in Berkeley, California. Um, Mary Vincent was a young girl that ran away from home. Um, her parents were going through a very messy divorce, and, you know, you're 15, you don't want to be around that. I, I can say from personal experiences, it's not fun being in the middle of a really messy divorce and and it's the 70s hitchhiking is normal it's like everyone does it it's a way to get around for free why not and you're 15 you don't know much you're just new into the world like anyways <laughs> you just want yeah so she had some family and friends that were out in california and i think that's why she was out there but then she wanted to head back to las vegas to go back home so she was heading she was uh heading back home um, so she was in a group of a bunch of, so this was taken from different, um, sources saying that she was with these group of hitchhikers or she just happened upon them and she was just around a couple hitchhikers. Then, um, do, 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 there pulls up Lauren Singleton in his blue minivan and there's a bunch of hitchhikers there and he's in a minivan and he says he only has room for one it's empty they can see that there there's tons of room and he he says that he only has room for mary the youngest the youngest one out of the bunch and the hitchhikers were even like girl don't go like don't go in there like he seems weird like there's nothing in his van and he says he only has room for one what the heck and she was like oh like i don't know like she's she has been i think she was hitchhiking for about two hours or so like she was just on the road for a really long time she was tired and she just really wanted to go home and she was super exhausted she just wants to go home um and so she agrees gracefully accepts or gratefully accepts the ride even after the two hitchhikers warned her not to he looked like a grandpa she later mentions in an episode of i survived um i haven't seen it yet because i feel like i'm gonna ball my eyes out but yeah. i've just heard podcasts because like i can't it's actually mary vincent herself that retells the story so i know like that's like oh, like if you want to look at it you can look it up um on youtube but i just like couldn't watch it yet it just I probably would be, like, red-eyed and teared if I did. Um, so, he looks like a grandpa. She mentions, what harm can he do? Um, so while he's driving, she dozes off. She eventually dozes off. Um, when she wakes up, she realizes they're headed in a completely different direction. Um, he says that he's on his way to Reno, and he's gonna drop her off in Las Vegas, but he goes a completely different opposite way. Um... So she realizes this and says, like, what are you doing? Like, you're going the wrong way. And he goes, he apologizes and says, I'm an honest man. I'm sorry. I like I I, basically trying to, like, reassure her that, like, he's a good guy and like he wouldn't do anything. So he pulls. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. 
it's such, such a weird thing like oh yeah. don't worry like, my reaction if I was going the wrong way it would be like oh I know I got turned around but don't worry like I'm not I'm a good man sorry I'm like sorry for what yeah like what yeah exactly right okay so um so she begins to question him he reassures her that he made a mistake maybe they should pull over but he also needed to pull over to relieve himself <laughs> I hate this okay <laughs> and mind you this man is like he's like old and he's like tubby he's got like a pot belly like he's like a guy that looks like a grandpa but like not really like you could tell he's grandpa like but not really that's what a lot of people yeah. said creepy grandpa creepy grandpa bad grandpa <laughs> So, um, da, 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 but she noticed, okay, so she notices her shoelaces are untied sitting in the passenger seat. And she's like, okay, she has kind of like a weird feeling. She's like, if I have to run away from this guy, I have to tie my shoelaces. So she gets out of the van as he's relieving himself. Um, and she bends over to, sh- to, to tie her shoelaces. Um, and she bends over unknowingly larry is behind her with a sledgehammer he's wielding a sledgehammer and proceeds to hit her in the head with this sledgehammer oh my god knocks her out of knocks her out of consciousness she wakes up to herself tied and bound and um so this is a trigger warning i I should have said from the very beginning this is a very trigger warning for um sexual assault and for um kidnapping and um all the bad negative stuff this is trigger warning stop listening now (laughs) this story is not for you um but yeah so she handcuffs her binds her and then proceeds to spend what was over two days sexually assaulting her um and so she's in and out of consciousness throughout the night because he's beating her he's torturing her and he's sexually assaulting her um after he figures he's had enough he says you want to be freed after hours and hours of maggie mary sorry of mary begging and pleading to go um he raises a hatchet and he severs her one arm right above the wrist her left arm what the fuck yeah and this girl like i said badass motherfucker she's fighting him and she's fighting him so she you know reaches at him with her right arm and starts like she's like what the hell just happened right so she in complete shock and the last bit of fight of her left she reaches for him and then like he sees like him, she, she looks at him and he's flicking something off his arm she's like what the hell like what's going on it's her right arm that he hatcheted off he um i don't know what the word, right phrase is but he he cut off both her arms in the in the span of five hits like five swings so two with her left and her and three with her right and he's literally flicking this girl's arm that's still attached to him yes so talk about like talk about freaking fight or flight this girl is a fighter (laughs) she is a fighter um so 
Both of her forearms were cut off with a hatchet. Singleton then figured she was dead or near death. So he throws her off of a 30-foot cliff. What the fuck? On the Interstate 5 near Del Porito Canyon. I don't think I said that right, but it's in California. It sounded so pretty, though. Oh, thank you. What happened there? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, a 30-foot cliff... A 30-foot cliff on the Interstate 5 in California, leaving her naked and bleeding out. Um, so this guy, he goes, blah, blah, blah. He thinks she's dead and, like, so throws her off this cliff. She's by herself. Um, this motherfucking, this motherfucking badass, Mary Vincent, regains consciousness and she knows he will strike again. And he cannot get away with that. So she summons the courage and goes like, I have to get, I have to like tell the police about this man. He needs to be captured. Like I need to tell someone about this or someone's going to get hurt again. So she mitigates her bleeding forearms by shoving them into mud and creating mud packs to prevent the, prevent her further bleeding out. So smart. smart. So smart. I would have, I just would have laid there and been like, God, take me now. Like, I don't, I don't know how she summoned the strength, but something in her, like, driving force was like, get up. So, uh, the mud suppressed her bleeding while she managed to climb up the 30 foot cliff. With no arms? With, well, she had her forearms, but so it was cut, so she didn't have arms. Like, she didn't have, like, it was like kind of like, mid wrist so like right above the wrist was cut off oh like a half sleeve so a half sleeve yeah so she had her forearms that were like mud packed and she's yeah oh that's yeah. a visual yeah so she climbs all day and she says um during the i survive i believe karen mentions it she says that the sound of the highway was keeping her like going so she's like i'm almost there i'm almost there i can make it so she climbs all day and by the time she reaches the top it's now dark out and the only lights are the headlights and the light of the moon that was leading her towards the highway um so she walked for three miles naked and covered in blood she's something straight out of a horror movie like armless and um armless covered in blood this is the middle of the night she sees um she sees a car with two men and two young men inside and starts waving them down they stop look at her and speed the fuck off so yeah (laughs) she later says she completely understands and she forgives them um, the young men, because she was something straight out of a horror movie, so she un- completely understands why they ran off. But can you imagine being those guys, like, and then realizing what happened and who you just sped off from? Like, oh my god. They must, well, uh, at least, like, she survived, so they don't have that, but if she had died, yeah. but still, they must feel like shit. I'd feel like shit. I'd feel like shit, yeah. But it, at the same time, it's not, it's not anybody's fault, right? Like, she understands, which is, like, that's another reason why I look up to her because that's really hard to forgive something like that. But like at the same time, yeah. if you're, yeah, she literally looked like something out of a scary movie. But then, <laughs> but wait, <laughs> she later, blah, 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 sorry. Um, she doesn't give up hope. She continues to walk. 
She then begins alerting a passing couple who was on their honeymoon, allegedly. <laughs> like, what a honeymoon story. <laughs> and they um, wrap her up, her her body, her bandages, uh, bandage her up a little as best as they can with what they have. And they drive to a nearby phone um, and then get hospital, uh, get hold of the police or the hospital. Um, and yeah, so... I'm going to leave this for a second because I have some more to add. So she uh, goes to the hospital and on her um, hospital bed, she gives such a good description of who the man is. Um, so much so that Larry Singleton's neighbor recognizes him and calls what? calls it in and goes, yeah, this motherfucker is my neighbor. And even though like they're, it met, Karen mentions that they were friends and they're good buddies, whatever. She's like, yeah, this guy's my neighbor. Come get him. All right. Oh, was he like a nice neighbor? So they were friends, but she was still like, nah, like that's him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he seemingly lived this normal life, right? That everyone didn't really know about. Um, So by the time of uh, Singleton's arrest, uh, Mary Vincent wore prosthetic arms. So she got fitted for her prosthetics and she had prosthetic arms. Um, six months after the assault, Vincent faced Singleton at his trial. She faced him at his trial, where her testimony helped to convict him. And do you know how many years he got for attempted murder, rape, torture, and um, all the other crazy things he did? Uh, I'm going to guess like 10 years or something stupid. Close. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison, what the, the maximum fuck? allowed by law in California at the time. What the fuck, California? Yeah. What the fuck? The presiding judge did remark, though, if I had the power, I would send him to prison for the rest of his natural life. Which in my head, I'm like, don't you have the power? You're the fucking judge. Like, what yeah. the hell? But I guess with like all of the, I don't know laws and all this stupid crap yeah it sucks be out then yeah this guy's out oh oh wait sorry no no (laughs) i'm like how am i gonna sleep ever (laughs) but wait but wait so out of the 14 years he serves eight he serves eight of those years for good behavior um because sorry not good behavior it might have been a little bit of that, but they had a work incentive order where every day that you worked, you got a day off of your sentence. So that's how he got off with eight years for what attempted the- murder and rape. And back in the day, like Karen did mention in, in the MFM podcast that like they back in the day really like rape. She's probably lying about it. So they didn't believe her like they didn't. This woman had a fucking arms chopped off. Yeah, okay? she's like, why would I lie about that part? He served like, eight years for that, okay? Bullshit. And then um, she wins, uh, Mary Vincent wins a 2.56 million silver, civil, like a civil judgment against Singleton. Mm. But she was unable to collect because Singleton only had $200 in his savings. So justice not served once again. No. So, yeah. 
Along with the particularly gruesome and callous aspects of the crime, the case became even more notorious after Singleton was paroled after, yes, serving only eight years in prison. He was able to reduce his time through good behavior and working as a teaching assistant in a prison classroom. Singleton was paroled to Contra Casta Costa County, California, that is a lot of seas, <laughs> but no town would actually accept his presence because his case went viral. Um, and when uh, Karen Kelgariff is talking about this, she was, I think, like seven or eight. Yes. Yeah, oh my God, that's so annoying. I didn't know the max recording time was an hour. Ooh, okay. That's um, weird that you do that. Yeah, that is super weird. Um, but yeah, so it's just it's crazy like everything was so methodical like the way he it did not this was not his first rodeo and no. um it's really tragic that like because mary vincent had to um because he only served eight years for that he was able to freaking take another life away and um it's just so like going back mentioning the podcast again um Mary Vincent had a very, very, like, obviously terrible time after her surviving this. Like, yes, she's a badass that survived, but you have to think about all the crazy, crazy trauma you are now dealing with, like, for the rest of your life. And so she was doing really well um, when he was first, like, when he was in jail, she was going to school for art. She was in art school, and then when he... Um, was uh, let back out she like lost like she dropped out of school she wasn't able to finish like she was um, completely like um, just heartbroken right um, yeah, she's probably terrified too super terrified yeah exactly that he's out and uh, another thing uh, that I did want to mention though is that she is re- she is married and she has um, I believe two or three boys and no. she is now she invent she was the leader in organizing um or I, th- I think she just she organized itself the um i didn't write it down but she has an organization for um victims of violent crime so no. so through her crazy crazy story she was able to like have a life still and like live her life and I, I think that's super um super encouraging because it's like if someone that's been through that crazy um um I can't describe it besides crazy like incident like accident not even accident but attempted murder yeah I, like, I don't think I I don't even know I wouldn't be able to function no me neither like, yeah so she brought something good out of it, at yeah, least. Yeah, she was able to, you know, and I love that. I love women empowering women, you know, like, you've been, like this person has been through it, so I'm going to help out this yeah. person because it's, it's so sad. And all the stories that you even hear about just the justice system not doing justice. Um, <sighs> and it's just nice to know that there's people out there that do believe you, they do support you and there's people out there that will help you yeah when the justice system fails you <laughs> <laughs> which is um really sad but in both our stories a common a common yeah. error in the force but <laughs> yeah super heavy 
<laughs> Super on heavy that note. <laughs> yeah. On that conversation. Um on that note, I definitely, since we are like over an hour, um, want to have you back on to talk a little bit more about mental health and um, sure. we'll definitely make a, a date for that. This was like super fun. This was yeah. my first time and I'm glad you were my first guest to do yeah. this true crime story me. with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just going to end it on my podcast. One second. Yeah.